Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with BC-based composer Holly Burke. She talked about the new 2022 CD Dream Ride done with fellow composer in 2020 and the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic and after a five-year struggle with post-concussion syndrome, Holly finally found herself back at the piano improvising again. Her muse had returned. Reinvigorated, she shared a few new themes and unfinished compositions with musician and composer Bill, a longtime collaborator of hers, now sidelined by the pandemic. Their collaboration yielded 20 new pieces of music. Having decided to record this music, they could think of no better pianist for the job than the great Linda Lee Thomas, the principal pianist with the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra since 1972. We get into quite a bit in this interview. Enjoy. Thank you again for taking a minute out. And before we get into Dream Ride, I want to know how you survived COVID. You know, the world's kind of waking up. We've gone through quite a thing. How did you survive it as, a, as an artist? And how has it changed the way that you approach things now? Huh. Um, well, gosh, um, we both had COVID twice. <laughs> Go figure. And um, uh, it's, I don't know, it's kind of humbling. I mean, you know, this massive thing that's happening on the planet that's that's affecting us extremely directly. And, um, you know, you take the vaccines, you hope for the best, but, I mean, you still get COVID. Let's talk a little bit about Dream Ride, you know, kind of with the context of COVID coming out of it. You know, the world's opening up, live shows are happening, we have a brand new year. How does it feel to have a new album out now? Absolutely incredible. Oh, my God. Talk about a passion project. You know, we, dr- we dream this up in the quietness of, of the COVID stuff, you know, and I was musing about, you know, my old music books and how much I loved the, the got attached to the books, the study books that we all had, you know, learning our instruments growing up. And I thought, well, God, it'd be really cool to, you know, let's make a book. And it really started out as a book concept. And, of course, we, it, we, we do have a book as well of the music, lovingly made by Bill. The guy's a master craftsman, and he's a genius on Sibelius, huh? So, um, yeah, we've created this beautiful book of the 20 pieces. I had a book called 20 Little Pieces of a Flute Method, and we just thought, well, hey, let's do 20, you know? And... Um, <clears throat> It was a gas coming up with them and pouring all our love and attention into these beautiful little pieces, and each one is kind of like a story. Yeah, we got we had all the time in the world, of course, so many, many rewrites, uh, back and forth and back and forth. What can we add? You know, what else can we do with this? How can we mess with this? Oh, wait, we haven't done anything with hands crossing over. Let's do a hands crossing over one. And that became uh, Monkey Puzzle. And uh, and then the final step being, what can we take away? You know, this is cool, love what we have, but, you know, do we really need all of this? Can we can we remove something? And, uh, and I think that's a very important part of the process, too. So talk to me a little bit about how this music union started for you and how it works so well. It's... Uh, <laughs> pretty amazing. I mean, our 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 skill sets are, are are so well meshed. You know, I'm kind of the broad stroke person, you know, I can the idea I can come up with stuff pretty easily, you know, and uh but I am not good at as nearly as good as Bill at at details and development. Bill is an incredible developer. 
So I can come up with, you know, seed ideas, basic um, figures, and um, and then he gets it on paper. And once it's on paper, it's like, oh, okay, well, now here, you know, here's here's our here's our basis, here's our structure. What do we do with that? What can we do with that? And sometimes we'd get like, you know, let's say three ideas right off the top, maybe not even related, okay? Like three three very different ideas. And then it was like a game, right? Like how how can these go together? Do these go together? And um and then of course the big issue is like connections and uh uh segues and transitions, you know, man, we spend a lot of time on transitions. So what are you ultimately hoping the listener gets from Dream Ride? What do you want them to get from it? Oh, oh, uh, an incredible, satisfying journey. You know, I want them to feel like they've gone places they've never been before. Let me ask you this. If you were to come to Kansas City and perform this album, yeah, and, and even, even other tunes, how would you describe a show? How would you sell a show? to get people to come to it and be a part of it. How would you oh, yeah. I'd love to do that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Big time. The thing is, right, you know, because creativity uh, is something that, that just cannot be stopped and should not be stopped. Um, we have, I mean, things have developed, right, since the solo since the, this solo album, the the essential dream ride, you know, the actual the twenty tunes themselves, all kinds of things have happened in the last uh, year. Um, Bill and I are playing with Linda. Plus, we have this, believe it or not, operatic baritone, a Mexica, uh, a Mexican guy uh, from Mexico City, studying at UBC here in the opera program. He has a voice that will melt you. <laughs> and baritone, I mean, oh, yes, please. And not only that, he's written a bunch of very beautiful counter melodies and lyrics in English and in Spanish. And, um, oh, yeah, it's it's a big shindig, you know. So let me ask you this kind of on behalf of both of you, uh, you know, and maybe this is an answer for just you or for both of you. Why do you love jazz? Why do we love jazz? Oh, Always because of the freedom. You know, I, I was, you know, studied classical music from, from piano from when I was little, like four. And, you know, in my family, we listened to classical music, you know, like discovering jazz, discovering Motown, I mean, these things, and, and also Bossa Nova, um, were just incredible liberating forces for me. It was like, ah, this is the stuff, you know. <laughs> The spirit of exploration, of freedom, and and love, you know, the way it brings people together. I mean, it's uh, it's like a ritual, right? Yeah, absolutely. What was the first live show that you saw that blew you away that made you think you might want to be a performer? Ooh, interesting question. Oh, God, you know what? It might have been Jethro Tull. Yeah, because I'm uh, there as well. And <clears throat> when I was learning flute, I didn't get to flute till I was 16, but when I was learning flute, you know, uh, Ian Anderson, <clears throat> the way he brought the flute front and forward as a rock instrument, you know, he the little nice little flute was suddenly, you know, uh, an instrument to contend with. And and that uh, that inspired me. So, you know, 
what is it that you like the best about being a professional musician? You have all these aspects that go into but what is it that you like the best about it? Well, I like all of it. Um, you know, of course, recently, you know, it's I've been really, of course, digging the writing more than anything else. And just the because of the COVID thing, of course, the solitude of sitting, just sitting at the piano. And that intimacy with, uh, with the, the instrument, you know, it's always been my go-to instrument for writing, for ideas. There's something about it. <laughs> so, you know, that is that has been all-encompassing. Um, the beauty of the performance, of course, is, is unbelievable and overwhelming. The actually sharing, you know, your creations with the people is uh, uh, such a deep joy. Everyone out there has a perception of you, you know, your family, your friends, your fans, but ultimately you're in control of your life. You live it. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Oh, well, <clears throat> I'm a creative being. Um, yeah. Uh, highly sensitive, maybe too sensitive. <laughs> hmm. um, I'm very moved. God, I'm just so very moved by... Uh, my experiences in life, you know, it's it's just a profound journey, and it has to be expressed. I mean, this stuff, it just, it, it has to come out of you. So I love dance, also I love poetry, you know, and can't wait to do some painting. Yeah, absolutely. Holly, where is the best place for everybody to get Dream Ride, stream it, buy it, find out about any live shows, anything about you and Bill? Where, where should they go? Right on. Um... All the music is up on Bandcamp. Excellent. And uh, we're on Facebook. We're on, we're on all the, you know, Instagram. We're on all, all the, the social media stuff. Um, my website is hollyburke.com. And Bill is BillRunge, R-U-N-G-E dot com. Um, yeah, and, and we've got a big show coming up. Oh, my God. Um, on the 19th of February, and I think we'll be streaming. And uh, there's an opportunity there, too. And that all that info will be on our social media and, of course, Bandcamp. Wonderful. Holly, hey, thank you for opening up. Thanks for taking some time out. Good luck with the album, and have a great 2023. Oh, thanks, Joe. All the best. A real pleasure to be on your show. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in British Columbia, New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Holly for her time, energy, and story. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store or Spotify. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.